The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Reader Nation, to the Reader Nation podcast. And yes, I am your host, Reader Greg. First of all, let me say happy Memorial Day to all of our veterans. A huge thank you for putting your asses on the line for our asses up here at home. Thank you for all your veterans, wherever you may be, past, present, and future, of course. Um, no, this is a very serious thing. We just want to wish everyone there. Be safe, brothers and sisters. Be smart. Represent America. Be good people. Thank you for defending our country. And, um, you know, that's all I got to say about that. So on that note, let me say this. Welcome to show 196. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. My brother played nothing but the game. Okay, Red Nation, we got your show today, man. We got some phone line callers that are just very cool. You know what? It's been uh, three years, and this isn't the anniversary show. Randy's still currently working on it. But I want to say this. It's been a blast. It's been awesome. It has been just as rewarding for me as I hope it's been for some of you out there. So right back at you. Anyway, on this show, show 186, we have Ranger Roger. Here he comes. Yes, Ranger Roger Goodell is going to swoop in with his conduct policy. Yeah, I don't think so, Raj. Got to hit that. And, okay, we have an asshole of the week. We got an asshole of the week. I love it. Kawakami, once again, the Raider hater, comes in with another one of his most entertaining articles. And I call him the king of the Benjo. Benjo in Japanese, of course, means crapper or restroom or whatever you want to call it. But in Japanese, it's a Benjo. And Kawakami, I'm sorry, partner, but you're king of the Benjo. I'm talking about. And we got a story here from Ori from RaiderNews.com. We're going to talk about our defensive tackles, defensive line, a weak link. Uh, we're going to hit on that a little bit. And of course, we're going to do a little bit of kicker bashing this podcast as well. We're going to talk about Chan. Uh, Chan. <laughs> Jan Shanksky. You know what I'm talking about. You know, Jano. Uh, well, don't let me get started right now because I'll just blow it right now. <laughs> so, and then we'll hit the bone line, which is pretty damn good, and the comments form section because there's some great ones in there. Yes, Robert Moorhead. And then that's going to be it. going to wrap it up. And then someday Randy will get done with the anniversary show. Roger Goodell pops off this week about a conduct policy for the fans. Roger Goodell, the cop of the NFL, traveling from team to team to team, investigating here and there, waving his hand, gracing or disgracing teams left and right, 
the police of the NFL, of course, the first man on the spot at any shooting, mugging, uh, wife-beating, girlfriend-slapping event. Roger Goodell is there. And, of course, he's there with his hand out, and you got to come up with some money, partner. And that's what he did, of course, um, to the Patriots. And we're going to hit that in just a second. But please, especially in the latest articles mentioning the Raiders, not once, but twice, two times the Raiders teams and fan base have been mentioned along with the thuggery of the NFL. Well, let me tell you this, folks. If you've been to ball games anywhere in the country, I'm going to tell you right now, Philly, get over it. Hey, the Texans are brutal. The Seahawks fans, I guess there's just not enough sun there for them to get any sunshine in their life, but they are freaking brutal. And, of course, Philly has the only stadium in the uh, country that has a judge, jury, and jail built right in. So when you mention the Raiders twice, it's just, of course, another one of those things. You got to love it as a fan. I love it as a fan (laughs) because it's some bullshit, first of all. Second, let's just get into this for a second about how would you manage a conduct policy? Let me just tell you this. I used to go to games in Los Angeles, and you think the Coliseum is bad? There was more Raider-on-Raider violence than I've ever seen anywhere. When I came to the Coliseum and said, oh, my gosh, this is actually fun. People are cool, and it's a great thing. Oakland PD, say what you will, but they are dialed into this Coliseum. I'm telling you, Al Davis and company ain't taking no bullshit from the fans. There are fights, there are incidents, but that happens anywhere in the country. And how to manage that, please. Unless, Mr. Goodell, you're willing to fork over some bonies to pay for that shit, you can just forget it. The fans will be fans. Let us be fans. We police ourselves. Yeah, there's some beatdowns, and there's some deserved beatdowns. Okay, make the world a better place. Punch an asshole in the face. That's what I say. And, you know, sometimes people are out of control. Smoking dope when kids are around, you know, throwing up on some old lady's neck when, you know, you know, you understand? You hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's ever time to be violent. But sometimes you just got to take care of business, partner. I'm not going to get too much into that because it's getting away from the subject of Roger Goodell and his bullshit. Roger, grow some stones, partner. If you want to really be the commissioner of the NFL and have some substantial say, you better grow some sack, partner, and take it to the Patriot Rats for yet again. And I'm telling you again, and a more blatant um, problem than the, the whole Spygate thing is this practicing guys on IR. Yes, letting those guys practice on IR. What does that say? I think that's a cheating I think it's much more cheating than the Spygate. So, and then you have (laughs) the intelligence to come out and say something like, well, they've had their just due. What are you talking about they've had their just due? It's two completely separate instances of blatant disregard for rules and regulations of the NFL, buddy. And you want to throw it in the same because they've been penalized, because they screwed the pooch once they got their hand caught in the cookie jar? Well, that's a bullshit. If you want to be an equal force 
presenter. You better present it equally, buddy. Not just hammer the players, which in some cases certainly deserve to be hammered, but you better stick it to the owners and coaches that blow it. And especially the lily white, always right, lovely red, white, and blue, America's new team, the Patriot Rats. And that's what they are. They're rats. And you should throw their shit out and find them again. They only got fined seven hundred fifty grand plus loss of a of a draft pick. That's nothing. They need another one. They don't get it. Guess what? You go and put your hand in the cookie jar a second time. <laughs> You're getting more than just a talking to. You're getting like a spoon across the knuckles or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, Roger, grow some stones, buddy. And uh <laughs> if you're going to police pot and the police equally, and that's all I got to say about that. On a side note, Michael Pittman from the Buccaneers has been picked up by the Denver Broncos. Now, I sure as hell hope that there's something wrong with the 33-year-old running back because he is a very, very potent force. And with Denver's blocking up front, he could present some issues for us. I wasn't real worried about Alexander. Alexander's an injury waiting to happen. But Pittman is tough. He's resourceful. They won't use him every down. And he could be some trouble for us. But keep an eye on Pittman. I'm telling you, we got to keep an eye on this cat. And hopefully he doesn't make camp. But I have a funny feeling he will. He's a tough hombre. And I'm pissed that they didn't take Alexander. Now that's some bullshit. Were you born an asshole or did you work it in your whole life? Either way it worked out fine. Okay, once again, another, another renowned columnist comes in (laughs) as the asshole of the week. I love it, man. Kawakami, you're a target, partner. I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) you with your super huge name and high big letters and then, of course, the article and smaller smaller print it's pretty funny he's on the mercury news staff and i don't know why you know tim please you're the king of the benjo and benjo of course let me remind the fans is the crapper in japanese you know pana uh, no disrespect but you're I just have to go over some of the things he says. And you, as the fans can tell me, I'm sure you've already read this this article. But he comes along, of course, and gets on the Lane Kiffert and looks depressed as he's walking across the field. Crap. As long as we're on that, and before I even get into this article, let me just tell you guys this. The whole idea of taking a picture of anybody at any given time of the day or night and then putting some story to it, I'm telling you, it's silent movies. 
You could replace any of their speeches in the movie with whatever the hell you want to say. It's the same thing. You don't know what the hell's going on with Kippen. Maybe he just got a ticket. Maybe he got a speeding ticket. Maybe he found out a relative was very sick. Maybe he had an argument with his old lady. Maybe he's pissed off because he's got a, you know, he's got a, a hangnail. <laughs> you know what? Or an ingrown toenail. He's the only buddy, only person who knows. Please, media, find a story someplace. But don't go looking here. You've beat this horse to death. It is just pummeled into the earth. There's nothing left. Move on. And now I feel much better. Thank you so much for letting me vent that little bit out. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to try to get through this article. Kawakami, asshole of the week, king of the binjo. Of all countless strange and semi-Shakespearean raider relationships, Al Davis and Lane Kiffin is the weirdest. Kiffin and defensive coordinator Rob Ryan is the liveliest, and Al and Jamarcus Russell is potentially the longest-lasting. Those all bear watching in 2008, of course. But Kiffin and Russell, that's the most critical relationship for any kind of Raider success this season. Assuming success is possible. You like that a little assuming success is possible thrown in there? <laughs> Kawakami, you're an ass. <laughs> Let me move on. Kiffin and Russell are tied together now, and Kiffin knows it. Why wasn't Kiffin similarly fired after he refused to resign last winter? The money he's he is owed is one big reason. Don't call me, man. I'm going to tell you right now, Pana, you've already gone through this already. <clears throat> Let me go on. <laughs> Another, I believe, is Russell, and the chance that Kiffin remains Davis's best option to refine and develop the huge young quarterback. Kiffin has nothing to do with the defense, nothing to do with the defense, and has been stripped of personal involvement and probably has to talk through the offensive plays with coordinator Greg Knapp and receivers coach James Lofton. But Kiffin is still in charge of the QB position the most important and expensive in the NFL universe. So Kiffin still is relevant. If things go well with Russell, that's why the Raiders' current offseason workouts are so important and why Kiffin's bubbly comments of last week about Russell's emerging leadership skills were so interesting. <laughs> so that is Kawasakami's article. And the reason I call him the asshole of the week, he's a renowned hater for one. Number two is, beginning of the article, of all the countless strange and semi-Shakespearean Raiders relationships. How the fuck did he come up with that? I don't know, but Kawakami, you're an asshole. Were you born an asshole? Or did you work it in your home?
The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain, big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. I am very positive about this next season. Unlike some fans that are thinking playoffs. I'm not that crazy. Our schedule will lean towards us being successful, and momentum could take us into a eight-nine game winning season, which could be awesome. You know, playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> Stretch, especially with San Diego in our division, and um, we're just gonna have to see how we play. Anything is possible. But the thing that's going to keep us from getting there, a major problem that we didn't address, and I, I am all for our draft pick, man. You guys know I am down for McFadden because he's going to be fun to watch and going to hurt some people. But we need to work on a defensive tackle position. Defensive line needs some help. It's not a lot, but it needs some, and here's where we need it, right in the middle. It is probably the biggest weak link we have. So let's look at some suspect players. And this is off of Ori from RaiderNews.com, a very good writer, always has a great take and a great blogger. So you should check it out. Suspect player number one, Turdell Sands. Unless you're a Raider fan, your, your first question would be, Turdell who? <laughs> because Sands has not done jack ever in this league. And that amounts to alleged grand larceny of which Turdell Sands is fictionally charged. Let me put it this way. In a one-on-one drill, a seven-on-seven drill, or whatever kind of drill you want versus Jake Grove, put your money on our favorite technique guy, Grove, okay? The Raiders have him slotted as a starting nose tackle because Tommy Kelly is not healthy. Ha! If you think Sands has the stamina or motor to go four quarters at nose tackle or even just four quarters, <laughs> either tackle position, period, I have to say, police. <laughs> I want to say you have a seat at the 50-yard line. Well, let me just say this. This is my take on Turdell Sands. Big and lazy. Those two just go together for him, and he's always been that way. I never really understood why... The Raiders made him such a cornerstone of their defensive line because he just does not have the motor. Just like Ori says, he can't turn it up. He can barely turn it in. And he does nothing. I mean, he, he does stop the run occasionally. But with his mass and his brains, I know he can move his feet a little faster. But... He's a fat cat, and he could be one of these guys that never gets going. He got the money, and there it is. We're over. 
So he might not be around if we get someone that's better at the, the nose tackle position. Suspect player number two, Tommy Kelly. Now, before I go on to this suspect player, Tommy Kelly, <clears throat> Raider Greg thinks Tommy Kelly's the bomb. When he first got Tommy Kelly, I thought he was the bomb. I saw a lot of potential in this kid, and I still do. I hope it's not all potential because he is a force. And I think this season he's going to be the man in the slot. He's going to get there. He's going to do it. I hope so. I hope he's healthy enough to do it. But I'll read what they say. The man Rob Ryan anointed as perhaps the best three technique in the league. When? Where? What season? And for which team? Ryan, as Kelly's fate goes with this team. So may yours now. Mr. Ryan, because you just made the case as to why Lane Kiffin would have released you if you were not just a figurehead demoted back down to a colonel. <laughs> we don't even know if Kelly is healthy, much less the best three-technique nose tackle in the game. This team can't see the forest through the trees and defensive tackles. Well... I understand. I don't agree with you here because I just don't think Tommy Kelly is that tied to Ryan. And I know Ryan, there's a lot of issues with Ryan right now with the Raiders. That'll be another story for another moment. Um, however, I do think Kelly is the best three technique guy in the league. And I think that this season, I think we got the chemistry. So you have good players. As Sands could be a spectacular player if he felt like he was going somewhere. Sometimes players need, and I know this is bullshit. We're making millions of dollars. I'm just telling you like it is, partner. Sometimes players need to feel like they're going somewhere with some momentum and they have players on their team that can take them to the next level. That makes you play harder and way harder and way better if you think you can get somewhere. The hardest thing in the world to play for is a team that is stuck or backwards, as we all know. So I'm going to give it to Kelly. I'm giving it up to him because I think he can do it. There's another guy I think can do it, but they don't think so. And I'm going to go over suspect player number three, Jared Warren. I think he's a monster. Jared Warren is a force, and he can bring it. I agree he doesn't bring it all the time, but I think in key situations he does bring it. And I think he, yet again, is another player that needs to be motivated by other players that are showing success. And as a team shows success, this is when people like this go to another level and they play at a different level because they have no choice. Mr. I will bring it when I want to bring it, uh, when I'm up to it. This cat can play, all right, when he's against a former team like the Broncos. And then only does his play as angry as he should and bring it. So what can we expect from Warren? We play the Broncos twice, so we can expect two good games out of 16 because he is typically a modern-day player who plays for the love of the money and not for the game. By the way, Warren, I hope this makes you mad, very mad. Maybe then you'll start to play the game uh, as you get paid to play the game. Amen, man. I totally agree with that, too. Okay, suspect player number four, William Joseph. This is pretty funny. Again, who? Oh, yeah, the bust from the Giants, right? The New York Reclamation Project. Well, I don't like this odds of reclaiming. Shh, can you hear it now? LT and every other AFC West back to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, 
touchdown Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. I can hear it in stereo with Greg Papa's voice and Tom Flores grumbling in the background. No shit. William Joseph has to go. <laughs> Nothing good I see about WJ. Nothing. I agree with you totally on that one. Left tackle, Quaim Harris. Now, Tom Cable likes him, but Harris also is a reclamation project, and I don't expect projects trying to project my $60 million-plus quarterback against the best and fastest defensive ends in the league. I wish Harris good luck. So far in his career, has been short on it. He hasn't done very well. He played for the Niners, and they finally got rid of him. They paid him huge money, and he never panned out. I'm only hoping that Cable can get this guy rolling because if Quaim Harris can be a force like he was in college, then we he will have protection for the $60 million man, and he'll be in the first slot. Amen. Let's hope that happens. Okay, let's see. Now, here's a, this is the thing I really agreed with, <laughs> with this with Orion because I think it's perfect, and I haven't really thought about it in a while, and I'm going to throw it out with you guys. Sea bass is a choke on a fish bone ski. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That says it all. What the fuck? Two in a row for two games to cost us last year. Two games. Yes. Once again, Sea bass returns to his big money, and there is a catch. The catch is that this man may catch. Kiffin, a pink slip. That's right. I have lost count on how many games he has lost for us. And you cannot count on three fingers the game-winning field goals that he's made for us. C. Bass could very well cost Kiffin his job, just as Cole Ford cost Mike White his job. Remember Jeff Jagger? Does he have any relatives? Ugh. We need a pitch in and send Seabass on a one-way ticket vacation back to his home country. Kiff would be wise to do this, do this for us. Even if he wants his job after this season. I'm going to tell you right now, I got to agree, man. Seabask <laughs> Fishbonesky. <laughs> Joke out of Fishbonesky is beautiful. Or Jan Shanksky is another one I love. Um, this guy is brutal. The only thing that is bad about this whole thing is he really can kick that kickoff pretty well. Uh, the touchbacks are pretty dramatic, and we have a lot of them. He's not even close to the best kicker, and I would say for a first-round, first-draft pick, that's some bullshit. And Jankshanksky, I'm telling you, you got to get together, partner. You're in good shape, but you got to make it better. And your 76.5% rating is bullshit. Granted, the Raiders do make you kick some long-ass mofos. That I'll give you. But on the same token, you do not deserve an A, perhaps a B-, and some would say a C for your kicking prowess. I would have to give you a B, but bullshit on an A. That's some bullshit because you have cost us some games, and in the clutch, you just don't have one, partner. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. The Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. And yes, Randy will someday get the 
anniversary show together. So, oh, okay, Greg. So you're impatient for an anniversary show, huh? Okay, I'll whip one up for you right now. Here you go. Here's a little taste. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Welcome Raider Nation to the Raider Nation podcast. This is your host, Computer Greg. Blah, 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 blah. Well... That's about all of the bullshit for today's show, so, I, am out. Throw your bones in. You don't have to say anything about that at all. Just throw what you think. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. See money you know, Arkansan Raider, all you guys that lay it down good. Everybody should be in here. All the people on the forum should be able to get on in here and throw me a bone. 1-800-620-7181. It's cool. We like your opinion. We want to hear it. Get on it. Okay, our first bone line, our Kansan Raider, comes in, of course. Bad as a bone. This is our Kansan Raider. Happy third anniversary! Happy anniversary, baby! Got you up! Wait, that's the wrong song for that. Oh, I just can't believe you ain't been rolled on a rail yet! Gank! <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the shout-out for uh, for all the tornado victims we've had out here. Uh, really appreciate your thoughts and prayers. Uh, people are holding up really well and, and, and helping each other out. It's been incredible. Um... That media crap storm, speaking of storms, ah, um, that whole thing blew over. So I'm really looking forward to a really, really, really good season this season coming up. And all I got to say is, go Raiders! I agree with them. I agree we're going to have a good season. We're going to have a pretty damn good season. Our defensive line can hold up. And we can keep those guys from making the major yards that we did last season at least a little better. You have a good chance of having a winning season. I have total agree with you. Thanks for the props, too, man. And God bless you, all you guys out there, because the storms are still happening and people are still dying. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Um, prayers to everybody out there. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm telling you right now. So let's all send the good wishes out there to Arkansan Raider. Who's out there in hurricane? I mean, excuse me, tornado country, big time. Hey, this is Juan Jorge. Just calling to say congrats on the city year anniversary. It's definitely been a fun ride. I remember listening to it for the first time when I went on iTunes to search for any music affiliated with the Raiders, and I saw the podcast come up. So I clicked on the Raider Nation podcast. And I listened to it for the first time and thought it was great. And then I just started listening to the shows and every time they came out. And I didn't even get involved with the website for, like, I don't even know how long. And started listening to the shows, which is pretty cool. And I didn't even know who Greg or Randy was. Or, you know, I, this is just some podcast that I started listening to about the Raiders 
thought it was some radio show or something, which was pretty cool listening to it. And then I remember listening to the Cliff Branch interview that you guys had with him. And I was actually listening to the podcast when I went into Walmart, which was where Cliff Branch was. And I was, he noticed me because uh, I know who Cliff Branch is, but I know who he is with the number 21 on and with the helmet. I don't know how he is, you know, 20 years later. So he he noticed me because I had a Raider sweater on, and he, you know, started saying, Raiders, Ray, and I, you know, I walked up to him, and I saw the table, and I was like, oh, wow, this is Cliff Branch. And I saw his ring and everything, and I told him that I was listening to the to the podcast where he was interviewed, and he asked me if he could listen to it because, you know, he just got interviewed. He never really got a chance to listen to the show himself. So, you know, I let him borrow my iPod, and he was listening to it. And he had a fun time listening to himself and Greg asking questions. And he ended up giving me a football card, an autographed football card, which is pretty cool. He thought it was cool that I let him, you know, listen to the show and whatnot. It was kind of a coincidence that I just walked into him and started listening to the show that Greg went in to interview him. And, you know, it's fun because I've met some pretty cool people on the show or through the forum after I got involved with it. Like, of course, Greg and Randy, and then Raider Rick. Gotta love that guy. Tokai Raider, that guy just, <laughs> he makes me laugh. He's smart. He's a, he's a smart dude. It's like, I don't think not many people would be able to hold up an argument with him because he'd just rip you apart. Same with Rick, but Tokai Raider would do it in a way that would confuse you. Raider Rick would just do it in a way that just... Well, Raider Rick has his own style. Anyways, and let's see, who else did I meet from the forum? Oh, yeah, Colorado Chris. <laughs> that guy's a goofy dude. And that picture with you on the... Uh, on the on the site with the fish, just cracked me up. I didn't I didn't know you were a fisherman, and when I saw you in those clothes with the fish, that was pretty hilarious. I don't know what was more funny, seeing me in the suit or in a tuxedo, or seeing you in those clothes with the fish in your hand. Anyways, moving on. The forum has been cool, and you guys are awesome for doing the show, and you know the people on there are pretty cool, and especially Crusader Raider man, him living all the way out there. Pretty cool that you carry on the Raider Pride internationally, and hopefully one day I'll get to meet you, brother. Having fun with him in the parking lots, and it's just the best. You know, I love talking Raider football, and it's fun having somewhere to do it instead of, you know, having someone to talk with about Raider football, not against, you know, because all I hear is Raider suck, Raider suck, Raider suck. Oh, and uh, Raiders, that's all everyone got. But, you know, instead of defending the Raiders, I get to talk with people that like the Raiders and, you know, people that I can talk with about them. So that's that's pretty cool. That's a change. So, again, congratulations on the three years. Hopefully it can stay a lot longer for many more years to come. This is one Jorge and I am out. Juan Jorge, a.k.a. Juan George, as I used to call him. This kid came out of nowhere and uh, started hitting the blog, and um, he met up with us at a game, and it was on. 
He was like so happy, just like he says, he's totally happy to talk Raider football. I relate to this guy. It's great to have uh, people to talk Raider football that know more than just I like the game and I like the colors. Of course it is. You get to share your opinion with people who have a melon, which is the majority of the Raider Nation, by the way. But the forum, of course, gives you an opportunity to do that. Uh, the Bone Line does too. Thank you, Juan Jorge. You're the brother. And we expect you to bring some cookies and sweets this season. You know what I'm talking about, Patna. And, uh, well, thanks so much for the props. Hey, Raider Nation. It's Raider Carl from the boards. Greetings from Dublin, Ireland. I'd just like to say um, happy anniversary to Greg and Randy. You, do, you guys do a great job. Uh, Greg, what a great show. Randy, great back, back room work. And you do an outstanding job on the, uh, on the website. Um, I've been a Raiders fan for a long time. I'm planning to go to Oak Town for the first time in 2009. And I think the Raiders will have a pretty good season coming up, or at least a 500 team. I think with a bit of luck, we could get 9, 7, 10, and 6, something like that. And keep an eye out for Tyvon Branch. I've watched this guy on the college football coverage we get here. He's pretty good. He's a good kick returner. He's, he's, he's a strong guy, good at stuffing the run. So keep an eye out for that. Um, happy anniversary, guys. Keep up the great work. And go Raiders. Raider call from Ireland. Dig it. Irish Raider. I love it. Thank you, brother. You are wise beyond years. You follow football. Man, you follow it pretty damn good, too. Nine and seven, ten and six. It's possible. We're going to have to work very hard to get the nine and seven. I would be stoked with a nine and seven. And I think everybody would be pumped with a nine and seven. I hope so. We've got an easier schedule, and we should make it. Tylon Branch. Well, you called it. You know, I didn't see him. I didn't see any of him, actually, in college. If you saw him, I can just tell you from his interview and from his his demeanor and from, like, if you can read a person, he's one tough hombre, and I think he's going to put some hurt on people returning that ball. I think he's going to be a good player for us, too. Good kid, and I like his uh, his attitude says it all. I like it as well. Thanks for the props. I appreciate it very much, man. I love doing the show. I'm glad you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it over there in Ireland. It's a beautiful thing, man. Thanks for being part of the Raider Nation podcast. Randy and I are very thankful for it. All you guys. Raul Oliveros. What's going on, Raider Nation podcast forum section? This is Oliveros 33 also known as Raul Oliveros. I'm just calling in today because... The one thing i like to say, congratulations, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and all the staff that put the show together on your six, on your third year anniversary. Excuse me. You guys are doing an outstanding job. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I don't mind contributing because I enjoy the show and I look forward to it every week. Um, one also, one also um, Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor's on the block. Hey, Raider Nation. Let's try to get this guy on the Raiders. Nothing would look better on the other side of Derek Burgess than having Jason Taylor out there to complete our defensive four. What a monster he'd be on our defense. I mean, if we get Jason Taylor, what will the rest of the league be able to do to us? Nothing. Won't be able to run, at least to the outside. Whoever the quarterback is against us is definitely going to get sacked. It's either going to be by Burgess. It's either going to be by Kelly. 
It's either going to be Sam or Jason Taylor. So I, for one, would love to get Jason Taylor. Um, Stuart Swaggart, the Swaggart release. No surprise in that, seeing that one coming. He's a good guy. He couldn't tackle, but he was—he definitely was a good guy. Good Raider to have. Other than that, Raider Nation, this is Raider Raul. Like to say, Semper Fi. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Remembering all those that went before us. Uh, Semper Fi, Raider Nation. This is Raider Raul, and I am out. Raul Oliveros. Yes, he comes in, of course. This is another great Raider uh Fan and a great Raider fan of the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you so much for everything you've done and given. We appreciate it very much. You know, it just helps things out here, and uh, we get all the help we can get. I need to hire somebody to do this. <laughs> ah, that's pretty funny. Anyway, Jason Taylor, let's talk about him. He's a little old. He's still got a plenty of gas in the tank. We don't need help on the outside. We need help on the inside. The runs that kill us are those between-the-tackle runs, and they blow through, and they we, they torch us. And that's what kills us a lot. That's why Sands needs to get out of his you know own way and move his little toes around the football field. That's why we need someone in the middle to slow it down. I think Gabriel Wilson will be the man. I think he's going to be putting some hurt on some people, but they're still going to be getting first downs in the middle. Um but they're not going to be able to be doing those passes, the 25, 35-yard bombs that they've been doing the last couple seasons. I think those days are over. Thank you for the props as well, my brother. I appreciate everything you do um, for us. Uh, as far as Stewie, Stewie went kablooey. <laughs> and we got back Tui. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Tuyasa Sopo's back in time. He's back with the silver and black. I think he's a great thing. I told you guys a long time ago, a couple of shows back at least, that, that Tuyasa Sopo was available, and everyone was talking about Culpepper. I said, hey, there's other guys that are out there that can make it happen too. Tui comes back to a place he feels comfortable. I think he's a great addition to the sideline. He'll help our coach. He's very familiar with calling him plays, and I think uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a good thing for the Raiders, and I think he's a tough kid. I always thought he's a good quarterback. He just really didn't have much of a chance, you know. In your career, you got to have luck is involved, folks. Luck is involved. Okay, Sean Dog. Hey, Raider Greg, it's the dog. Raider Sean Dog calling in. Listen, I just uh, finished listening to the latest podcast, 195, and uh, great job on the uh, pigskin deal over there. Uh, those guys sound like they have a pretty good show. Uh, sound like they know what they're talking about, but I got to say, man, you did us proud. You represented it. You threw it down, and I would uh, not be surprised if they invited you back. Great recap on the Raiders, the nation, uh, the AFC West. I love it, man. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for bringing it in a big, bold and uh, uh, articulate way. You make us look good, man. So keep it up. Uh, thanks again for the podcast during this. These doldrums, there's no football. <laughs> oh, but we'll make it. Like my CEO says, baseball is America's pastime. It's what we do to pass time football season. So keep them coming. I'm getting excited more and more. Love listening to the show. You guys always, great job. Thanks again. Out. Go Raiders. Sean Dog, I love hearing from your partner. You got a lot of action. You got a lot of 
pep in your voice. It's cool. Thanks for the pigskin podcast prop. I had a great time doing it, you know, and it's good to know what the hell you're talking about. I'm not trying to blow any smoke or whatever, but uh, I, I listen to these guys, and they're pretty serious, as you can tell, and they know their shit, so you got to come, got to come with it. You know what I'm saying? Just like every Raider fan like you would too, brother. Believe me, I don't know too many fans that wouldn't have that information and couldn't lay it down. So thank you for the props. And let me say one thing to you, brother. No football. That's some bullshit. But it's coming. It's coming faster than you can believe, man. That counter looks a lot faster. It looks like it's going faster to me. I love it. Thanks for the, for the props, brother. Appreciate it. Raider Mayak. Hi, it's uh, it's Raider Mayak. Just calling to say congratulations on uh, making it this far, putting on such a good show for us every week. Um, I, for one, really appreciate the effort that you go to put out a professional-sounding podcast. Um, and it, and it astound, astounds me that you managed to find the time to do it, given the difficult day jobs um, that you have. So thank you both, Raider Greg and the Bold Raider. I uh, I raise my glass to you. You certainly are gentlemen of the finest caliber. Uh, whilst I'm on, I'd also like to take the opportunity to throw in my two pennies on the season opener. I heard one of your other listeners getting a little um, despondent, I think, over the tough nature of the schedules that the Raiders seem to get and the disparity of the opening, uh, opening weekend against the Doncos. Well, I think that works in our favor. Um, I think... Uh, you know, one, there's no such thing as a soft opponent in the NFL these days. And two, if there were, it would be devastating to lose the opener because we'd been, we hadn't taken the team seriously and we'd limped into the game com- with complacency. I think uh, if the Raiders lose in week one against the Broncos, then, then so what? No one really expects us to win. Um, certainly not the, uh, the independent media anyway. But if the Raiders do, as I hope and expect them to do, uh, get that 1-0 start, then it'll generate a real sense of belief um, and there'll be a real positive momentum there that the team badly needs. I think uh, I think the adage is true that winning is a habit and it's a habit that the Raiders have lost in recent years. And uh, it's a little bit easy to start talking, and probably a little bit early as well, to start talking about playoff. Playoffs. At this point, a winning season would be nice. But I'd rather see the team overcome this kind of adversity and, and play the best teams out there and beat those teams and then if they do make it to the playoffs, uh, to get there knowing that they that deserve to be there and that they've had to fight to get there and that um, and they'll have that strength of character that comes with, with overcoming those kinds of odds. I'd much rather see the Raiders um, emulate the Giants of last year than, uh, than the Patriots and, uh, and sort of fall at the last hurdle. So I think, I think this year's shaping up really good. I'm, I'm very positive about it. Uh, I look forward to, to hearing you guys take us through it each week so go Raiders Raider Mayak man haven't heard from you in quite some time but it's cool to hear from you partner nice to know you're out there thank you for being a fan thank you for being a fan of the Raider Nation podcast and of the finest caliber I gotta have my wife hear this one she has to believe a gentleman of the finest caliber I've never heard that before ever I thank you though I think you're totally right, and I I read your post, and I agree. 
Man, the Broncos opener is exactly what the Raiders need to do. They need to come out big with a strong AFC West opponent that's been working us over, and we can turn the worm. Trust me, it's at home. It's the opener. We have a new team of young men willing and ready to turn the shit around. We have a coach for the second year in a row. There's all kinds of reasons that we should kick the Bronc hose ass. And I'm telling you, we win that game. You're totally right. Momentum, like I said, does a whole lot for individuals on the team. That's what happens. It motivates guys to step it up another notch. It takes people with that you've never heard of their name, and the next day they got headlines in the newspaper because they're on fire. That's what it's about. That's what happens, and that's the way it, it is. And that's absolutely right. And I think you're totally correct, too, with playing the hardest teams during the season and beating them because you're correct. When you start rolling into that second part of the season, then guess what? You start feeling your momentum. You know you're ready. They know you're ready because you are ready. You've beaten the worst. You've beaten the, the toughest. And we're nowhere near the Patriot rats. I can't stand the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Okay, Raider Nation. Let's see now. RaiderNationPodcast.com Comments Forum Section. Oh, we have one here from the Tokai Raider, Robert Moorhead. I love his post, man. He's very cerebral. The whole fan security thing is overhyped. We don't know what shit went down before those fights in San Diego broke out, but one thing is extremely clear. The security at Qualcomm sucks, and it does. Fans, fans are taunting each other for hours. People are getting drunker and more pissed off, and people have time to take out their f- cameras and record it. But there's no security in sight. What? Don't they know a Raider Charger game will be sold out? And let me add this, with mostly Raider fans, that's for sure. Let fans drink beer. Let fans be loud. But let us be honest. Fighting doesn't make you more of a fan. It doesn't make you more of a Raider. Sometimes the people who hold most highly unto Raider fans are thugs image are Raider fans. We put on the gear like some Halloween. We get to play thugs and act silly. Now, come on. I'm a graduate student. I sit on my ass, read and write books all day. Now, how much of a thug could I ever be? Please. Personally, I like taking, I love to take my kids to the games, but I won't want my kids to see a fight. That's just fucked up. Cracking down on the fans who are way too wasted and who are looking for trouble is a good idea. If there's a bronc hoe in my section, security will keep a watch over him and make sure that shit doesn't go too far as they should. And Juan, Juan Jorge is too much of a ladies' man to pop somebody in the mouth because the fan had nerve to attach a word nation to another sports team. What's next? Juan Jorge keeping it real? Packing heat? 
busting a cap in somebody's ass. Like Dr. Evil saying, I popped a cop because he wouldn't give me my props in Oaktown. That's funny. Sure, the whole whatever nation thing is silly and overplayed, but can someone prove that the Raiders were the first one to play Hell's Bells that a team came out on the field? Do we know that the Raiders own that? The whole musical rotation at games is overdone. But look at the Raiders. 20 years to stop playing Pat Travers, out go the lights. So I guess they'll be showing men in black clips for another 15 years or so. Pat Travers, only royalties for the past 20 years probably came from Raider games. And most of you are thinking, who the hell is Pat Travers? Now that's funny. Boom, boom, come on. At the risk of being charged with heresy, isn't there something else that they can play besides Ozzy, ACDC, etc.? I love the songs, but playing a giant bong to motivate a crowd has been done too many times. The team has been in musical rut almost as long as Al's been in a fashion rut. <laughs> Every stadium plays the bong. Every stadium plays Ozzy yelling, All aboard! All aboard! <laughs> Yawn. It's almost as bad as the NBA game, right? They feel that they need to crank the music and yell at the fans while the game is going on. Okay, enough of a rant. Juan Jorge, stay out of trouble. Homeland Security is watching you. And so are the Raiders. <laughs> that was awesome. I got to tell you, man, the music thing is pretty funny. That's great, man. Very good. Okay, so the rumor, latest rumor on the rumor mill, is that in 09, T.O. might come to Oakland. Who gives a stinky rat's ass if he comes to Oakland? I think he's overpaid, overhyped, and just a head case that we don't need, especially with... A bunch of young players on our team. So that's my two cents on the T.O. Bullshit. He's a good receiver. Is he worth the headache? I don't think so, T.O. But Raider Wild comes in. Hey, I wouldn't mind T.O., but it's a far reach. I reckon Godfather Al had great vision and maybe predicted that the Raiders and 31 other teams were heading to an uncapped year in 2009 and 10 and beyond. Signing veteran guys to young D-back talent was brilliant because once the trophy cabinets come filled again, the rings and hardware, the Raiders won't have to, a hard time signing the, oh, he's on the la his last legs, I just want to win a championship type of players like Jerry Rice, for an example. Jerry Weiss made the trip to Black Hole after many great years at Candlestick. I reckon if T.O. were to come here, he would be on minimal dollars, and he just wants to focus on winning a championship. If T.O. shuts up, as opposed to mouth up, he might just taste Lombardi on a Super Bowl Sunday if he's lucky, with the Raiders, that is. I just don't know. I just don't know how T.O. has a legitimate shot at returning to the finals. 
Year after year, the Cowboys are in possibly the toughest league in the country. The Giants, boys, and Redskins, all postseason success. And remember, Tio's former club, the Mighty Eagles, won 8 of 8 of their games. Tio Bader bring his A game in Dallas and on the road when they play their division rivals because that NFC is a tough like gristle. That's pretty funny. I like that. Very well done. I think that's going to be it for the show, folks, because that, that brings us down to where we be. I think those two were good posts. Not all of them, of course. I'm not reading as many. That's because I don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm tired, partner. Anyways, I'll get to some more of them next week, of course, on our anniversary show. Perhaps. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I think so, Randy. Anyway, I know you're going to work me over in the anniversary show anyway, so whatever. This is Raider Greg. I'm just telling you guys, you're going to have a good team. I know there's some issues, but God bless America. We're better than we were, and we're just heading into a new direction. It's two years with the same coach. you got to love it because we're going places, and every day is closer to our first preseason game against the Winders. All right. Well, this is Raider Greg wishing you a great week. Happy once again belated Memorial Day because you know what I mean. Heart, love, prayers go out to all of you out there defending our country. This is Raider Greg and I am out.